Snowflakes afraid of opposing viewpoints on campus. And BSing, actually a sign of intelligence. This is Bold Alpha. Greetings and salutations, and from Command Center Alpha, front and center, it is Alpha Dave, your global five-star general, alpha male-in-chief. I welcome you to Bold Alpha, your destination for alpha male lifestyle conversation and unabashed commentary. Bold Alpha is presented by Davidoff of Geneva, makers of Camacho and the Camacho Corojo, built with authentic Honduran Corojo to deliver a bold experience for those that defy the status quo. Prepare for the intensity with Camacho Corojo. Camacho, strength and character. It's in our DNA. Available at DavidoffGeneva.com. And by Gurkha, the world's finest cigars, including the Gurkha Nicaraguan series, loaded with all Nicaraguan leaf from the renowned Aganorsa Farms. The Gurkha Nicaraguan series is the fullest-bodied cigar in the Gurkha portfolio. Peppery, spicy, and rich, while maintaining absolute smoothness. Add the Gurkha Nicaraguan series to your humidor today. Visit GurkhaCigars.com. New survey out amongst college students conducted by the Chali Institute for Global Innovation and Growth, included 400,000 students from more than 1,000 colleges in all 50 states. And here is what it found. 76% think professors create open climate for sharing opinions. Here's some bad news. 69% of overall respondents, 85% of liberals, think professors should be reported for offensive comment. And 60% overall, 76% of liberals think fellow students should be reported for offensive comments. Now, if somebody makes an offensive comment, how do you categorize that? If somebody says to you, hey, I voted for Donald Trump, do they say, I'm offended. You have microaggressed me. I need a safe space. I am reporting you. This is what is going on today on college campuses. 85% of liberal students believe a professor should be reported for saying something other students found offensive compared to 41% of conservative students. Which leads me to believe that, number one, there is no doubt liberals are snowflakes. They are afraid of diverse opinion. They always talk about diversity. We always hear the Democrats, liberals, always talking about diversity. We need to be more diverse. We should welcome more different types of genders. And we should more sexual orientation. Okay, well, I think that also applies to different political viewpoints, but not so fast. They don't want differing political viewpoints. They only want you to regurgitate the political viewpoints they believe. Now, when I went to college, went to Syracuse from 82 to 86, we had great debates in the classroom. It was a bastion of free speech and open speech. Now, of course, that didn't mean that if somebody said something offensive, whether it was racially insensitive or, 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 or anti-Semitic or anti-anything, if that was somebody going after somebody personally, that's a different story than engaging in true and honest debate. But sadly, the libs, especially the liberal college students who have been pampered all their lives, they've been told how wonderful they are, how perfect they are, 
They have been told that they can do no wrong. They are the same people that didn't keep score when they played soccer or t-ball or uh, Little League uh, baseball, softball, volleyball, whatever the case may be. Soccer, we don't keep score. We're just here for fun. Because keeping score would denote that some peop- some kids are better at a sport than others. Well, yes, that is exactly true. Some kids are better in certain subjects, in, in, in scholastic aptitude. That's just how it is. But what we have now on campus, when I went to school, I remember Jesse Jackson came to campus. He spoke at one of the, actually Hendricks Chapel, the big chapel, uh, multi-denominational chapel, and I think it held 2,000 people. You had to get tickets. I got tickets. And I went with about five other guys on my floor. I think there was three total whites, two blacks. We all went. Now, I didn't agree with everything Jesse Jackson said, but one thing that was very fascinating, there was no booing. There was no hissing. There was no protesting. People listened to what he had to say, and they were respectful. Now, afterwards, all of us from my floor, we all went out and had pizza and beer. We talked about exactly what Jesse Jackson had to say. We debated some things, some things we disagreed with, but there was no animosity. There was no name-calling. There was, there was no anger. What was amazing is I went and I wanted to hear what he had to say. And believe me, I would say 70% of what he had to say I disagreed with. But again, there was nobody that was jumping up and down and, and, and disrupting and protesting. That cannot be said today. We have a huge problem today on college campuses. And that problem is that students today are coddled. So that if you say something that you, they disagree with, That is considered a personal insult, a personal attack. Nothing could be further from the truth. Colleges were created as bastions of open expression, of open speech. If you're conservative, if you're liberal, debate it. I can't tell you the number of times that I was in various classes where we debated things. I remember a management class I had with, at the time, the dean of the School of Management at Syracuse, L. Richard Oliker, fabulous dean, fantastic instructor, professor, 7.30 a.m. class, Tuesday and Thursdays. His attitude was, if you come, if you're in the real world and you're in the business world, everything doesn't start at 8.30. The business world starts early, so get prepared for it. And if you were late, forget it. Don't bother coming in. He was fantastic. He was great. He encouraged open debate on whatever topic we were talking about involving business or management or management styles or how we would address a certain problem in a business, how we would attack a certain, a certain opportunity. He always promoted the fact that we should all be able to disagree, debate, but be able to back up your position. And today, instead of liberals saying, okay, I'll listen to what the other person has to say, the, my opponent has to say, the, a conservative student, a Republican has to say, or even a fellow liberal if they disagree. Look, what hap- look what's happening today in, in politics. The squad, all these liberals are going after fellow Democrats, Joe Manchin, Kristen Sinema. Why? Because they are not overturning the filibuster. A rule that, by the way, the Democrats, they certainly didn't, when they were not in power, they didn't want the filibuster abandoned. They didn't want that stricken. It worked to their advantage. But now all of a sudden that they're in power, they want it stricken. And now they're going against, they're going after two of their fellow 
Democrats. I love it when libs and Dems eat their own. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful sight. But this is what we're seeing also on college campuses. If you disagree with these absolutely leftist, liberal, socialist, Marxist, then you are deemed to be racist. You're deemed to be homophobic. You're deemed to be misogynistic, xenophobic. I mean, the list goes on and on. It is pathetic that over the last 20, 20, 25 years, college campuses are no longer bastions of freedom of thought and expression and freedom of speech. They're now a bastion of limited thought, limited speech. If you disagree with what a percentage of the, a vocal percentage, the liberals are always more vocal, I think, than conservatives, but if you disagree with them, then all of a sudden you should be expelled. If a professor has the audacity to stand up to a student and say, I disagree with you, and explain his position or her position, and that student finds that to be in total disagreement with their own belief, that student will then file a complaint with the school, with the dean, and demand that that professor be fired, expelled, lose his seniority or her seniority. This is how pathetic these people are. And this is what we have produced. This is what parents have produced and colleges the last 30 years. Students and kids and young adults that are afraid of debate, that are afraid of engaging in argument. It is truly pathetic. And we're seeing this in everyday life now. And what's the first thing they do if they disagree with you? They can't just stay on their position and say, well, maybe you have a point. No. They have to immediately throw the R word, racist. The X word, xenophobic. The H word, homophobic. It's just on and on and on. And pathetic that an overwhelming majority of liberal students support policing speech on campus. Have they not read the First Amendment? Apparently not. Have they not read the Constitution? And they all talk about, oh, how great all these other countries are. Oh, America's oppressor. The United States of America is a colonizer. They believe in socialism, Marxism. I'll tell you what. Why don't we send them over. Why doesn't every college say every student mandatory should be to spend spring break or winter break in a socialist or Marxist country? You pick it. Venezuela, North Korea, Cuba, China. You pick it. Take your choice. You want to go to Asia? You want to go to uh, the Caribbean, South America? Have at it. Let's see how much they enjoy a week or two weeks living under suppressed speech. We all know the answer to that. They'll be running home to mommy crying, saying, they restricted my speech and I wasn't allowed to protest and they put me in jail because I disagreed with the government. Boo freaking who? For six decades, Camacho has been working hard to build the best damn cigars around, perfecting, preserving the authentic Corojo seed that's the foundation of the Camacho blends. They talk about strength and character, and that is in Camacho's DNA. And so is the Camacho Corojo Cigar. Complex, flavorful, no compromises. It is bold, it is rich, it is tasty. And it's built using wrapper, binder, and filler that is grown and harvested in the legendary Hamastron Valley in Honduras. A fifth priming wrapper, deep, dark, rich, Three primings in the filler. What you get is a cigar strikingly dark in appearance. 
Camacho Corojo makes a statement with intensity that's backed up by cedar and earthy notes. A bold experience for those that defy the status quo. Camacho, strength and character, it's in our DNA. Bullshitting is actually a sign of intelligence? Stand by. I'll fill you in. If you are looking to add a full-flavored cigar to your portfolio of cigars to enjoy, I've got the perfect selection for you. The Gurkha Nicaraguan series. It is loaded with Nicaraguan leaf from the renowned Aganorsa Farms in Nicaragua. The Gurkha Nicaraguan series features a Corojo 99 Nicaraguan wrapper, dual Corojo 99 binders, and Corojo 99 and Criollo 98 long fillers. The result, a super full-flavored cigar with loads of pepper, loads of spice, very rich, while maintaining absolute smoothness the entire time. Try the Gurkha Nicaraguan series. Add it to your portfolio. Add it to your humidor. You will be in for a super Nicaraguan puro cigar treat. Gurkha, the world's finest cigars. Visit GurkhaCigars.com. I am not bullshitting you with this topic, with this story. Bullshitting is actually a sign of intelligence, according to a new study published in the scientific journal Evolutionary Psychology. Sergeant Steve, do you read uh, evolutionary psychology on a regular basis? Would that be on your nightstand before you uh, go to bed? I have it in the office, but not at the nightstand. Oh, that's good. Uh, uh, Let me ask you, do you have, like, children's highlights and boy's life and field and stream as well? (laughs) Remember going to a doctor's office? You know, they have these magazines that are, you know, like four years, five years old. Same thing, the same magazines over and over. I think they all got those free, and they just laid them out there. But evolutionary psychology, not exactly a publication that most people would be running towards. But researchers found people who are better at making up explanations for various concepts tend to be more intelligent than those who struggle to come up with bullshit. But the study also concluded that skilled bullshitters were not necessarily frequent bullshitters. There was uh, just over 1,000 participants in the two studies, and they examined correlations between cognitive ability, the willingness to BS, and the the ability to do it well. And I, I was thinking about this. I mean, I can spot bullshit from a blimp in a fog storm. But there's a difference, I think, between being able to sell something with a little bit of bullshit, sounding like you know what you're talking about, and those that are completely bullshitting. I mean, there's a difference between blatantly bullshit lying, but bullshitting to try to make it seem as if you know the topic you're talking about. Sergeant Steve, would you say that probably news talk hosts and presenters probably have that innate ability to bullshit at certain times? The good ones. Well, there you go. I agree with you because there are times. I, I remember somebody telling me one time, I said, listen, I'm not, I'm not totally proficient on this subject. I can't really speak about this. He's like, just bullshit your way through it. You'll have no problem. And I thought about it. And it's interesting because if you appear as if you know what you're talking about, 99% of the time, most people will nod in agreement and say, yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, that doesn't mean that you go crazy and make up a complete fabrication. But if somebody says to you, hey, listen, I want you to speak on you know, some subject, some topic, and you say, all right, well, I've got to do it extemporaneously. I know a little bit about it. Well, it's along the way, you bullshit a little bit. And look, I think that as a as a, in general, the term bullshitting, I think, can be used also to talk about 
going back and forth in discussion. You know, he and I are just bullshitting right now. You know, you're talking back and forth, making your case, making your argument. But I, I thought that this is very interesting because how many times have you ever been put on the spot where some speaker or some fellow coworker has to do a report or a short speech on something and all of a sudden they're sick, they're not there, and the boss or somebody says, hey, you got to pinch hit, you got to do this. The good ones know how to get up and take 50% knowledge, mix in, sprinkle it with some reasonable bullshit and make it sound like a great presentation. And if you can't bullshit as an alpha male, that doesn't mean, again, you're blatantly lying all the time. Like if somebody says, if I went on, 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 on the air and said, listen, uh, yeah, I'm, I was in the White House yesterday and I flew on Air Force One and uh, the president and I dined together. And by the way, he had me stay over at the personal residence. That's blatant lying bullshit. But if I start talking about a subject that I know maybe a good amount on and I ingest or inject, not ingest, inject a little bit of grandiose explanation, or you can use the term bullshit, that to me is somebody that will succeed. So bullshitting is very important. And think about this. Bullshitting is also a social art. If you see somebody, let's say you're in business, and you see somebody, you've got to you know, break the ice, you've got to bullshit with them. With your harem, your wife, your date, whatever. You meet somebody you got to bullshit with them a little bit. Again, not blatantly lying, but I think the way this term is used in this study, bullshitting is actually a sign of intelligence. It's being able to use the gift of gab when necessary to complete a speech, complete a task, make someone feel at ease, or make it as if you know a lot more about a subject than you really do. Now, that doesn't mean that if somebody says, hey, have you ever flown a plane before? Oh, yeah, no problem. I've flown umpteen planes. Great. How about getting in the cockpit? You can take off and land. That's lying. But if somebody says to you, hey, listen, have you ever flown? Yeah, you know, I've got a little bit of flight time. You know, I certainly would like to do more, but yeah, I'd like to sit in the cockpit and maybe learn a little bit more. I've got enough knowledge to be dangerous. That's okay. That's bullshitting in the proper way. So the moral of the story, Bullshitting is an actual sign of intelligence if used properly, not lying bullshit as alphas. Use that as a weapon in your armament when necessary. BSing at the right time, a sign of intelligence. And let's face it, we as alpha males, we are all intelligence. Alpha Dave, your global five-star general, alpha male in chief. Remember, beta's not allowed. If you're a wussified beta, get out. If you're an alpha male, we are proud to have you in the team. Don't forget, make sure that you give us a five-star rating. Make sure you subscribe to Bold Alpha and our brother, Cigar Dave Show podcast, available wherever you listen to your podcast. Alpha Dave, your global five-star general, saying live it up. 